I'm, uh, I'm going to pray. And, and, and I'm, I'm, we really need wisdom this morning because otherwise what I'm going to say will seem like word origami. Um, I don't want to, this is, I'm not going to get into intellectual gymnastics or semantics, but we've been talking about the invisible realm of the Spirit. And we, the, the most effective way to communicate that is by the Word itself, by the, by the Logos, but in such a way where it can get quickened to us as, as Rima. And we've been talking about, Jesus said from John 14 all the way through to John 16, again and again, whatever you ask the Father in my name, He will do. And we need to see people regularly seeing manifest answers to prayer. Because when you see manifest answers to prayer, you just know that your Father loves you. Now He loves us because we know it in the Word, but we want to see that manifest in our life. Who's in that, in that category? You want to see it manifest. So we're going to go down that, that pathway again in a different way today. Uh, I'm just going to pray first. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you're here. Thank you that we're any two more gathered together. In your name, you're in the midst. Lord, we just thank you. You're here by your Spirit. And I thank you right now, right now for a spirit of wisdom and understanding to completely pierce, to rip asunder in our understanding every veil of the matrix, every veil of time and space that tries to push away the manifest blessing of God. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for anointing your word. We just thank you for the sword of the Spirit going out. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. So, um, yeah. When I, uh, you guys knew, know I was in New Zealand a week ago and uh, so many supernatural signs the last few years around New Zealand. Very excited about what God's doing in both countries because um, I'm sort of pairing them together. But um, incredible supernatural signs I saw. So I went up to this mountain to seek the Lord and He said to me clearly, because I, I, I was sort of like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen. And the Lord didn't... <laughs> He didn't like uh, 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 pour water on my fire per se, but he said, how many more signs do you need, son? He said, it's now time to believe. It's actually now time to believe. And there's a place where we can set our inner world. I know that a lot of people, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. You know, I do understand that. That's a, a, a cry of a lot of people's heart. But now we actually have to confidently set our sail in the direction that God wants us to go in. And so this is why I, I, I'm convinced we have to wage a very, very intent, uh, a tentful war on all things, not just unbelief, but doubt. Doubt is enough to stop the manifestation of the kingdom in your life. So we actually have to be quite ruthless with it. So um, what we're gonna do is that I, I believe that um, there has been so many delays taking place in people's lives individually, but also corporately as well. And there's, there's something going to happen one day and like this. But it seems like so much chaos and distraction and confusion and just things just keep getting pushed out and out. I remember the first time we used to, uh, uh, every school holidays, uh, every school holidays. Now I look back at it and I'm grateful, but at the time I wasn't. Is that I was always going camping with my family. Every school holiday. And I didn't mind the camping part, it was the driving part. You're in the car for ages, you know, and it's like the full, you know, the ongoing backseat mantra, are we there yet? Are we there yet? And I remember like that, the, the phenomena, like I've been to, you know, I've been from Lake Hare, Cooper Pedy, up to Birdsville races, all that sort of stuff. But that in the heat, you can see, it looks like there's water on the road ahead. It's the mirage. And you can see that shim and you go, oh, there's water up there. And you keep driving and it just keeps getting pushed back. And some things can 
look like that in our lives when we go, oh, something good's about to happen and somehow delay or confusion or some distraction takes place and it's like a, a mirage being uh, pushed into the future. However, what, we, what we're talking about today is actually completely putting that to rest today. Putting that to rest today. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but desire fulfilled is a tree of life. So uh, let's start with Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 and 16. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, with heavenly wisdom, redeeming the time because the days are evil. The word redeem means to buy back. And this is why uh, um, spirituality isn't passive. Even when you're waiting on God, that is an active uh, uh, um, state. You are laying a hold of the Lord. Fixing your eyes upon Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, isn't just some sort of like resting state, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> like you're, you know, sitting in the ablution block, reading, you know, footprints in the sand on the back of the door, you know, sort of like, that's not waiting on God, okay? It's actually our inner world laying a hold of something. And so we are called to lay a hold of the promises of God because time isn't what we think it is. Yes, there's Kairos, yes, there's Kronos. Kronos is the measurable time. Kairos is a special season of convergence. However, God wants us to really, really lay a hold of it. That we're gonna go down into some foundational stuff that's confronting, but we need to be confronted because what happens, we like sometimes the, the comfort of being behind the veil. We're not ready for, to see the man whose eyes are a flame of fire. Well, sometimes we're not. We, we like being in the boat. We don't want to go out on the water. But that's where the blessing is. Jesus is out on the water calling us into that dimension. So this is probably the most influential uh, passage of Scripture of my entire life that changed me because it confronted me. And I realised it was confronting the things in my life that needed to be removed. So, so, you know, the Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, the only things that, that burnt off in the fire are the things that bound them. So here we go. Let's do Mark 11, chapter, uh, uh, chapter 11, verse 20. Now in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. For truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea. Pretty graphic, pretty Hebraic, you know, uh, uh, any obstacle, anything you can imagine, right? Uh, be, uh, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things he says will be done. He will have whatever it says. Just keep that up there for a minute. I mean, how massive is that? Here we are. I, Rachel had, obviously we have a lot of conversations about a lot of things, a lot of spiritual conversations. But when you see that, really God wants our heart. And when He gets our heart, we come to that place of believing the impossible. And pe many, many, many people that we've encountered would rather work an 80 hour week and be exhausted and complain about it than give God their heart. Because because to him who believes all things are possible. This is just what's so amazing. When I read this, when I was in my, like it read me in my 20s, it so confronted me. I'm going, how come we're not all working on this? You know, we're sort of like, we're just sort of like, we work on loyalty and commitment and be trustworthy and, and plowing and plowing and all that. And I'm thinking, but this is incredible. 
if I, if I speak and I believe those things I say will come to pass, I'll have whatever I say. And here it's not necessarily, it's, it's, it's picking the biggest physical object you can, right? Obviously it represents something in the spirit world, but if it's a mountain, it's a mountain, you know? I know I've heard of people speaking over mountains, you know? I've spoken over trees and they've been removed. Okay, you know that story? They had a tree uh, on the, in the neighbor's side uh, uh, growing over our side, over our house, and you know, you get those gully winds in the foothills. And I'm thinking, I don't, I'm not real keen having that. And you know, you know they're, they're, uh, I mean, as much as I love gum trees, they are widow makers, okay? Especially those river red gums. And it was right over our house and I'm like, and you, know, uh, uh, you know, I had some really, really good advice. I said, I'm really concerned about this tree. And I had very, very godly people say, look, just what you gotta do at night, you just go around there, put a drill in there, some roundup, beautiful, no one will know. Hallelujah, Jesus is Lord. So I prayed about it. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um, uh, <laughs> and, and so it was a significant tree, right? So it's big enough and it was a native. And that, to get that cut down in the eastern suburbs, easy to get puppies off of a rottweiler. So basically, basically, <laughs> what? Nothing wrong with that. Um, just going to my censorship board over here. Um, and, <laughs> and, um, and I remember just going, all right, I'm gonna do the God thing. And so I get in the car and like, I think Max would have been maybe six months old, something like that. And it was like right over his part of the house. And uh, so I'm like, all right, I've had enough. Uh, I, I get in the car, I said, you're gone. I command you to be removed in Jesus' name, like this. And you know what? I, pretty much no faith. I just did it. So in the name of Jesus, I come out like this. But every day I did it. Now, I think this was like maybe a month to a month and a half-ish. But every time I pulled in, is that tree, you're gone. And Jesus, I command you to go like this, you know. And then I meditate on the roundup and cast it down. And, <laughs> and then... <laughs> <laughs> and, yes, yes, and and then uh, uh, um, what happened was, I don't know, you know, that period of time, maybe a month, month and a half, started hearing chainsaw sounds. I'm thinking, what the heck? So I went outside and the council had been ordered to remove it because for, for whatever random reason. And I'm like, oh my God, it, it got removed. And so like I, the Lord started speaking to me about the, the realm of the Spirit. You... We're so, people are so good at forcing the issue or even manipulating people, or even pressuring people. Jesus teaches us that if we believe we can move it in the invisible dimension, when it is moved in the invisible dimension, the natural has to follow. So if we can go back to that place. For truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, does not doubt in his heart those things he says. It's not unbelief, doubt. And does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Yep. Keep going. Therefore, with this in mind, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. I mean, with this principle, let's apply it to prayer. When you pray, you must believe you receive them. Not in the future. When you pray, you must Believe that you receive them. And let's go to the last bit. This is an obvious caveat here. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, make sure you forgive them that you're also forgiven. 
So this confronted me. I'm thinking, my goodness, if I get this right, I'll, I'll change the world. That's how you gotta think. You go, you go, if I speak to something and don't doubt, who thinks that's pretty exciting? It's exciting. And people go, oh, that's very confronting. Let it confront the flesh. Uh, pity party, sorrow, victim. Let that sort of the spirit go right in the guts of that rubbish. And then we go, wow, I, I can have what I say if I believe it. So I started to engage this and, and like, uh, I started to stumble towards the fulfillment of this in my absolute ignorance. And I look back now, I know you nothing compared to what I know now, but I was determined. So I went, okay, um, I applied this. We, we, we saw a lot of miracles and answers to prayer, uh, you know, regarding finances and um, home loan, computers. The tree was one of those things. Uh, we prayed and God, God answered all those prayers. It was amazing. Um, you know, we, we, had, we had no money, okay? So we took that, we took our, the, our house was a, uh, I don't think it was ever a housing trust, an ex-housing trust, but it used to, used to uh, uh, it was like, not barracks, but it was home for military personnel and it was, it was a timber box and it was in a nice, not a decent area. And I remember we were, Rachel and I were so blessed that we took out a, a loan uh, with zero deposit, zero deposit. And you know how banks love to help? And so when they realise you have nothing, they, they put the interest rates way higher than the, than the standard. So I remember we prayed over that and uh, God completely changed it. We got offered something that wasn't even on their website, that even the, the broker was shocked. I remember when I just thought, you know what? I've done poor, I'm not real good at it. I don't you know, I mean, if, if, you, if you're good at poor, then keep up the good work. I've, I've done it, it doesn't work for me. Um, so what I did is I, I just, I studied scripture Study scripture, and we took our last 500 bucks and we sewed it into a ministry. What are those offering buckets? I'm kidding. No, no. So, that's it. Yeah. Uh, but what happened is I had studied the Word of God, and what happened within a week, God blessed us with $50,000. We started to see this stuff happen because of the Lord's provision and, 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 and the goodness of God. So, when I first laid a hold of this, or it laid a hold of me, I started a tennis coaching business, and it was such a raging success to supplement the income, I had to clean toilets. So didn't like doing that, uh, you know, every day looking into the gates of hell. Uh, <coughs> uh, <laughs> the abyss. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, you're thinking, they didn't tell me I needed a jackhammer. Anyway, so, oh look, it was terrible. I was terrible. <laughs> So road works. All right. So <laughs> censorship board's not improving. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, uh, uh, Lord, you, you, you know, you, you led me to this business. What's, what's the story? And then I remember this scripture and it said, I must believe I've received it. So I just went, well, how would I act if it happened? Like, like, so I, so I actually, <clears throat> I made a decision to act like God had answered my prayer. And you get people do all sorts of crazy things like, you know, take out loans and because, you know, I mean, I, mm, mm, fraught with danger on so many levels. So I prayed, I said, Lord, I just thank you for blessing my business. I think that it's completely busy, uh, too much business I can handle. 
uh, good turnover, etc. And when I said amen, then I acted like he'd answered my prayer. And you know what that looked like? I praised him. I praised God. I thanked him. I said, Lord, I just thank you. You're faithful. You've, already, you've blessed my business. Praise God. You've, you, you've, you've completely blessed my business. Thank you, Lord. And, and, and I engaged that faith realm. felt nothing. Nothing. Like speaking to the tree. Nothing. And I just kept doing it. And what would happen? Because I engaged in an invisible dimension, it got the attention of the demonic. And so when you engage the faith realm, uh, you know, the demons sort of like sitting around like a, re- like a you know, reggae band sort of like... They, they, they sort of like, they, 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 because, because the only thing that really affects the demonic is what we believe. We can do all sorts of wonderful Christian things. They're terrified of people, of believers that believe. And so I would wake up in the middle of the night sweating bullets about my finances and, and freaking out and nervous. And, 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 and I'd get, uh, um, I'm not, I'm not a, I don't get anxiety attacks or panic attacks, but I remember around this time just like, I, you know, I'm on the edge of the financial abyss. I should be uh, um, uh, uh, declaring bankrupt and all these sort of things. It was, it was a rough time. I was in my 20s. And what I did is I laid a hole. I just kept thanking God and meditating on the Word of God. Obviously, all this flesh on the inside had to be cut away. I kept praising God. And then after, I would say, I'd say maybe a month and a half to two months, one day I'm thanking God for blessing me in this business because I'd already asked for it. And it says, I must believe I've received it and not doubt. And then one day, just something just went, and I've got the substance. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And so I, the, my, the very next day, my business exploded. There was a connection made and never looked back. I, 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 when I would coach kids, do, I, I was in charge of a club, in charge of schools, private students, groups, uh, people only ever asked me what I charged so they could write it on the check. This is back when people used to write checks, okay? And so it was never, never queried. There was it's such, it says he surrounds us with favour like a shield. I was so busy. I self-funded my own missions work, crusades, loved it. I was living the dream. So when God called me into this ministry, <laughs> I was not happy. Uh, <laughs> no, I was, I, was, I was serving the Lord. I was, I was going to the nations and it was amazing. And what happens, you go, well, that's great, fantastic, Todd. But what we tend to do is we stand on the wrong side of the Jordan and then we question God like, well, how do I know if what I'm praying is the will of God? That's, that's a common one. Because remember, you, it, doubt will stop anything from happening. Not unbelief, doubt. And I actually, so this is why we actually have to be moving forward in the Spirit continually and not standing back and going, oh, I don't know about this. If you're double-minded, you'll receive zero. Double-minded, receive zero. So some of the things that, 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 now I'm gonna explain something now that's abstract, but it's true. And so basically just take it for what it is because I'm gonna explain a dimension of the realm of the Spirit I did not know then. So uh, Colossians chapter two, verses nine to 10 says this, for in Jesus or in Him dwells all the fullness not in part, fullness of the Godhead bodily. And you are, not will be, and you are complete in Him, who's the head of all principality and power. So the fact that we're in Christ actually says we're complete. Now, bear with me now. It says very clearly uh, that that you have uh, uh, the Old Testament, 
Malachi, we're going to have a lunch break on this one. Then we're going to go into the Synoptic uh, Gospels, which is still really under the Old Covenant. And then you have the a day of Pentecost and then Romans and Paul comes in this incredible stuff about us being co-crucified. Not that Jesus just didn't die for the world, but that we, we, our old sinful nature, which cannot please God, died with Him. And then he says, ad infinitum in Christ. Now that's abstract, but we're in Him, through Him, for Him, in His name. Now, when we said yes to the Lord, it says we became born from above. We are talking about supernatural dimensional reality. Physically you're here, but the Bible teaches that your spirit is seated with Him in heavenly realms. Now, this is where it gets really, really cool. In that dimension, so you have, Paul talked about, I was up in the third heaven. Now, what we tend to do, we tend to put a lid on it, go, oh, there's three heavens. Maybe there's three trillion, but he went to number three. And then so, then, you know, just through deductive reasoning, there's a first, you know, second and first. So there's a lot going on in the immediate spirit world, immediate spirit world. But it actually doesn't say we're seated in that spirit world. It says we're seated in heavenly places. So right now at the moment, you've got Hamas and things going on. You've got a lot of things happening in Australia. There's a cultural war, spiritual war going on. You've got referendums, you've got... Uh, Elections in New Zealand, you've got the whole, everything's been shaken. So there's a lot going on. But what happens is our spirit is actually above that. It actually says that he's, he's above all principality, power, might, and dominion. And it says that, and he's given all things to be the head that, that is the church. So this is what's really cool. In that heavenly dimension, not the demons running around and the witches doing crazy stuff and all that sort of stuff. In the absolute heavenly dimensions, it's the realm of completeness. It's complete. It's not improving. It's not getting better. We, 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 we start to, we, we, we just say, oh my gosh, this is, so heaven's not improving. God's perfect, it doesn't change. And so what's really cool is that you are seated in a realm of completeness. If you try to do your best with your imagination, write down exhaustive lists of things that you need, things that are in your heart, things you desire, that is coming from a dimension of completeness. It's not a future event. It's already happened. We are already complete. So what we need to do is we need to see it manifest. So the heavenly realm, you could say, is the complete realm. So, so, so rather than going, okay, I'm praying like crazy in one day, uh, God, no, 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 no. It says you must believe you've received it. That is the confronting part. So before I thought I had to be the little red fire engine. I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. And just, because I thought, do I have to trick myself? Do I have to trick myself that I'm already blessed when I can't see any proof of it? That's what I thought initially. I thought, well, this is mind over matter. You know, move over Anthony Robbins, you know, like um, <coughs> walking on coals and very soon, you know. And, and then telling people about the amazing story, how I overcome my own strength. No, it is actually, it says that we are already complete in Him. So the, the very heavens of the heavens, the throne, the sea of glass, the elders, the living creatures, all the dimensions of glory is already complete. And so when we receive Jesus, we receive completeness. Put that up again. If we do Colossians, please. It says this, we, 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 we shrink Jesus down. We don't understand that He upholds the whole universe by the word of His power. In Him, all things consist, all things. 
okay? For in Jesus dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And you are complete in Him, who is the head of all principality and power. You're complete in Christ. Now, this is how we actually have to turn it, we have to, it has to transcend being a doctrine, a teaching or a theology. Is you go, and so, so when I'm in the Spirit, I'm actually starting to engage that realm of completeness. This is, this is the best life. It's an adventure. It says, when the Son of Man comes back on the earth, He said, will He find faith? Because, because the Lord wants to be believed. And if you try and get around it, good luck, you'll end up just being a workaholic. And so, yes, we need to be diligent and, and the diligent will rule and, and, and laziness you know, is, is like a precursor to slumber and death. However, God wants believers to believe and so they can manifest things. So the word complete here means full. It means uh, 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 um, perfect. It means full supply. Play uh, uh, um, uh, roar is the, is the Greek word for it. So it's the complete realm. So, so this is why the Lord wants us in the spirit because you become more conscious of the complete realm than you'll lack. So this is why you can go, oh, there's nothing you can imagine that God hasn't already thought of already or provided. So rather than going, I wonder if he, no, wrong thinking. What we have to do, this is the cool part. So Jesus said, don't worry, don't get stressed out about this. He says, if you seek first my kingdom and my righteousness, all these things will be added. So we start to shrink God down to need and we've got the order all wrong. We've got the order all wrong. So, um, so remember we're complete in Him. Now, when did you receive everything? Again, this is not word origami, it's not word salad, it's not semantics. But I just don't think we realise what we already have and who, who He is and who we are in Him. So when did we receive Completeness, uh, John chapter one, please. But as many as received Jesus to him, uh, to them, he gave the right to become the children of God, those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. When we understand through the spirit of God that we receive completeness when we received Jesus. We need, like never before, a revelation of Jesus, whose name is above every name. That the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father, and that He is God. You know, we've we've talked about it. A bit, a bit of humour mixed in there before about Thomas and Jesus turns up and rejoice, and they're like, ah, you know, <laughs> they, they they didn't believe it. They said, oh, some women were at the tomb, and it was empty. They said, you know, they had a vision, but we're not sure. You know, they didn't believe their witness. And then they were doubted. They were, they were such a downer. Jesus prophesied all this stuff and they didn't believe it. Remember that one where at the end of Matthew, Jesus is resurrected and it says, I love it. It's just, oh, human nature cracks me up. Is that they went up the mountain and they worshipped him. So, so now you've got Jesus is resurrected. He's with the disciples and they're worshipping him. And then the cave at the end, but some doubted. Human nature. <coughs> you know, but I love the one where Thomas said, you know what, unless I, unless I see that the holes in his hands and in his side and put my finger in there, it's like neck level, uh, <coughs> I won't believe. 
<laughs> Jesus being God, right? He, you know, he, you know he's, he's tapping in that whole omnipresence thing again, right? Remember when he came as a man, he was always God, but he limited himself. He was one place at one time. So, so he, he, he came back, back in there and, hey, Thomas, look, here I am, here, here, just have a go. All right, don't be unbelieving, but believing. And then, the, then the, the, I find it really moving is Thomas, he just overwhelmed me. He says, my Lord and my God. Just even the incarnation is mind blown that God would reduce himself to a span for you, for me, for us. Incredible. Back to heaven, poured his spirit out on the earth for whoever decides to lay a hold of it. So we start to realise that when you receive Jesus, you receive completeness. Again, it's not a semantic. And so now what it looks like is that every time we engage the Lord, we engage His Spirit, we engage the Word, we actually start to tap into the fact we're already complete. See, if we get the principles right, rather than labouring for one answer to prayer, isolated incident, another answer to prayer, isolated incident, we start to connect to the person of Christ through His Spirit and His Word. And then we start to, we start to get so many answers to prayer. Uh, uh, you know, I have been in these seasons. We've had crazy seasons as an eldership where God's just, just doing so much. And, and, and I've seen God answer prayers I haven't prayed yet. I've seen it. And the biblical precedent is these blessings will overtake you because you're connecting to the person, but in the person is the place, heavenly places in Christ. So what does that look like? Romans 16, sorry, 1, 16 and 17. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, the good news, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just live by faith. So now what we have is that you can't get around the fact is this. God said, look, I appeared, I appeared to the naked eye to the Israelites, brought the plagues, part of the Red Sea, you saw the Passover lamb, that was hectic. Now gone into the wilderness and now the cloud descended on Sinai and it shook like crazy. Lightning, you know, thunderbolts and lightning, very, very frightening. <coughs> Quail, manna, pillar of cloud, pillar of fire. God appeared and that experiment didn't work. We think if we see with the eye, that will change everything. Lord goes, no. God doesn't see. It, 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 it's completely changed. He's, he's made it much better, but we haven't believed him. He said, look, we're gonna go straight to the heart and believe him. You're gonna get what you believe. You, uh, to him who believes all things are possible, with God nothing is impossible. You start to tap into that dimension, but we actually have to ha let him have access to our inner world because that's where Jesus is already anyway. As we do that, we go from faith to faith. So Jesus said, let it be according to your faith. Now again, if we are a victim generation and we feel sorry for ourselves, we go, oh, like this, I find that empowering. So if I actually engage, this is like, you know, uh, I know that, that there's been a lot of people been sinking the boot poof, into people like Kenneth, uh, Kenneth Copeland lately. Kenneth Copeland. Um, and some of these, you know, I've seen some reels. <laughs> Jesse Duplantis, these guys. And, you know, I'm not necessarily, you know, like Mr. Let's get a bunch of mega mansions and planes and stuff. I'm not that guy. But I'll tell you what, you have people who've never believed for more than 50 bucks for a meal and manifested nothing. 
judging someone who's changed the world and might have gone a bit overboard. It's ridiculous. It's actually self-righteousness. These guys changed the world, you know, and God's like, he, he, he loves faith. That's how He's designed it. So what will you have, and this is where it gets cool because we're gonna get right away from every formula and we're gonna change it to something way easier because something's unlocked in my spirit in this last season. I've had the most crazy supernatural encounters. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. We don't have time to judge and assess other people. We don't have that luxury to project our inadequacies and our jealousies and our covetousness on other people. You know, is it, is it the, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, post-resurrection sort of like, uh, <laughs> what about him, Lord? You know, what, when he goes, what's it to you if he, if he remains until I come? He said, but this is what's, you know, what about this person? The Lord says, no, 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 I'm looking at you. So this is why this area is so, so exciting is that we have to believe we've received it, but the only way we can do that without becoming some sort of a, a, a robotic formula, walking formula, name it, claim it, confess it, possess it, blab it, grab it, you know. <laughs> is it's, it's so, the, the, the heaven's way is so much better. It's so much better. I'm not saying that those are mechanics that can work unless you get a spiritual heart attack and get discouraged in the first three seconds. So asking for a friend. All right, so, and so this is the cool part. All right, all right. Uh, I, this whole faith to faith, no, I, I'll, I never graduate. We need a bigger building. We need some, we need some more stuff. So uh, 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 um, this is my life. This is, this is how I live. Sort of like, the minute I'm comfortable, I should be scared. Huh? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm actually leaning back into, into a sense of comfort that's, you know, cursed, you, know, you don't trust in the arm of the flesh. We wanna walk in the spirit and, and be governed by peace. But I'll tell you what right now, what I'm gonna do is we're going to, Flip the whole thing around so we are complete in Him, all right? Because quite often we just think like we're somehow physically on the earth, but we're somehow floating in the ether. We just gotta go to crank this faith up and like, you know, I gotta believe. And we somehow separate faith from the Lord. We can't, but we, you, you couldn't believe for five cents without Jesus. Why? Because He's the author and the perfecter of our faith. So let's have a look at this. This is, this is, this is not name it, claim it, Possess it, confess it, blab it, grab it. This is, this is infinitely, infinitely better. Uh, John 11, 21 and 25. And Martha said to Jesus, this, uh, uh, when Lazarus was raised, uh, Ma- Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And Jesus wasn't sort of like come in and sort of like, I know something you don't know. I've got superior faith. My theology is way more evolved than you guys. It says Jesus wept. He felt that, you know, that, 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 that chronic empathy because he was, he was moved because they were grieving over Lazarus. But even I, Mary said, if you were here early, wouldn't have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you very, very passionate, heated, not heated conversation, intense conversation. Remember when Jesus found out that he was sick, he booked an extra three nights in the hotel. They were getting ready to check out. It was not so quick. And they extended their stay. <laughs> and you know, why? You know, because there's something to learn. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. 
Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Then he said this, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Do you know what we do? We don't understand who Jesus is. We go, oh, there's gonna be a historical event one day. And we, you know, no, 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 no. That's not what it's saying. It's saying that Jesus is the resurrection. This is what's crazy. So, so when did you receive Jesus? We received him at salvation. And you are now, it's not you're just you're connected to a complete realm. You are connected to the complete one. This is what's so exciting. So it's not sort of like, oh, I better study the Bible. And, uh, no, 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 no. It's got nothing to do with Christian religion. It's got everything to do with living and overcoming and bearing fruit and walking out destiny. Because now it's no longer, oh, I've got to get really build my faith. No, 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 no. Our faith is in Him. Oh yeah, we, you know, one day we'll be resurrected. This is not what He's saying. He says, He's the resurrection. We start to see that He's the light of the world. He's the, he's the, uh, um, the, the, the bread that comes from heaven. He's the good shepherd. He's the door to the sheepfold and so on and so forth. He's the true vine where the branches. We can put that back up, please. But he said, I am the resurrection and the life. And it's very important because, because, you know, did Jesus ever claim to be God? Well, yes, clearly, right? But he said stuff to really trigger the Jews. Like really, really. How triggered were they? They started picking up stones. You know you've upset a Jew when they start picking up stones. All right, it's not a good sign. It's sort of like, and I had a heated argument like this. And I was like, what are they doing? Where are they going? What, what, what's that in their hands? You know that you've upset them. <laughs> and so <coughs> he said, I'm the resurrection of life. Before that, he said, before Abraham was, I am. So this is the cool part. The complete realm that you're attached to and you're in is a person. And it's not future. It's not future, it's now. You're already complete. It is not a future event. When you go, oh, if I can't see it or feel it, it must be the future. No, it means we're blind. And this is why we need our eyes open. Most of Paul's prayers were, Lord, that their eyes would be opened. You know, you go, really? Is that it? No, no, no. And it was that, Lord, that you open their eyes to what they already have and who they already are. So here we have Jesus says, I am the resurrection, the life. He who believes in me, though they... He may die, he shall live. So we start to see everything. The genius of the Father, the genius of the Trinity, the genius of heaven. He said, we're gonna make it real simple. Yes, life isn't simple and there are incredible intricacies and complexities of the spiritual world. Sometimes there are perfect storms and you've got plans of the enemy and blueprints of heaven, all these different things to navigate. However, it's all within the container of the simplicity of God. And that is God became a man became a person. Now, everything we need is in that person. Even heaven is in that person. Because Ephesians 1 3 says, in the heavenly places in Christ. So what I'm trying to do is I'm not, is is, is Christology is so powerful, but start to to realise that Jesus is God. And you go, my goodness. And this is why we should do, you know, we we, we should, I mean, these guys, Kenneth Hagen, Kenneth Copeland, whoever. One of of these things they'll say is that, a lot of people say what they have, whereas God says the other way, and you can have what you say. You can have what you say. This is why whinging, criticism, complaining, sarcasm, exaggeration starts to break down the relationship between the heart and the mouth. 
Because your heart just goes, I don't believe what they're saying again. So when we connect, when we, our priority is connection to the Lord, you're connected to completeness. So when you pray, you can believe you've already received it because you received Jesus. Now this is, again, I said, if, unless the Spirit of God quickens it, it, is, it will be a bit like mental origami, okay? So like, you know, and that's, that's not what we're trying to do. We're allowing the Word of God to confront us and, and an exciting confrontation. Because if, you know, um, I think, I, I'm not a fan of Hollywood, right? You go, wow, gee, that was a segue. Uh, I've been there, got a lot of demons. Okay, I can't stand the place. However, I am, you know, I, you know predictive programming is, a real th- programming is a real thing. But boy, some of the movies come out are way more prophetic than most believers. I can't get over the Matrix. The Matrix, Neo, okay? And through continual training, instruction, red pilling, failure, stumbling, it's like right at the very end of that first Matrix movie, he gets it. He gets it. And you know what? If you start to see that as a prophetic parable, you, you only have to get it while you're still breathing and alive because everything can change then. This is what it looks like for, for all of creation is waiting for the sons of God to be re- revealed. All of creation. This is why this is such an adventure. People go, how long is it going to take? I don't know. What's your heart like? Because it's, you know, it's either it's got weeds or it's got stones, or it's shallow, right? Or it's good soil, 30, 60, 100 fold. So this is what's so exciting. So right now in this season, the Lord said, like, how many more signs do you need, Todd? You know, to, to, to take the land, to, 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 to be there, get the heavenly gates. Lift up your heads, all your gates, your everlasting doors, so that the King of glory may come in. And, and, and the Lord's saying, now I want, I want my, my people, especially Field of Dreams, to actually set their heart to believe. So, and this is, this, is what, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna finish with a baby step and then we're gonna, do, we're gonna zoom out to the macro and then we're gonna land the plane. If we can put it in John 15. This is pretty, you know, I can't get a breakthrough in prayer. Have you done this? No. If you abide in me, if you remain continual and dwell in me and my words remain continue and dwell in you, you will ask what you desire. That's it. The Lord said what you desire. So we need to trust that the process will weed out idolatry. It will. God's heart is to give and it should be done for you. If you, if, if you do this, if you live in my word. So remember, faith to faith, glory to glory, let it be according to your faith. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. So if that's the case, I want engaging the word of God to be fun. And it, for me, it's fun. Whenever, look, I, I, I'm all for people traditionalists. I like a paper Bible, I don't like electronic and maybe one day we'll have access to all that. So I'm, fine, I'm fine with that. But I'm not about to walk around with a massive King James family Bible. Like I'm, I'm in the 1950s, you know? And I'm about to, to, to knock on your, your front door with a whole series of awkward questions. Um, is it, I find, oh, oh, something gets quickened. Where's that, where's that? And I can go on an app and go, oh, what does it mean in the original language? What's the context? How many times has it been used? Start to triangulate, start to triage uh, uh, the, word and the, the, the Word of God. And I, I'm like, this is amazing. Something starts to happen on the inside. And this is where it gets fun. It goes beyond the discipline. Uh, uh, Larry Lee, another faith guy from years uh, 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 ago, he talked about, he said, the d- desire, 
the discipline, the delight. And so, so we have in our very hands the means for complete transformation. But the, the takeaway is this, is that you can't, make, you, you, you can't change yourself, but you can make really wise decisions like consecration, obedience, not delayed obedience, you know? Delayed obedience is a disobedience. You know, Lord, can you do this? I will when I feel like it. We don't say that, we just think it. <laughs> don't feel like it, Lord. Oh, I'm, Lord, I'm coming under the illusion of choice, uh, delusion of choice, Lord, you know. And so, so this is where it's exciting is because today God's speaking to us about going outside the matrix because that's what we are and laying a hold of the realm where you're already complete. Already complete. You're already complete. Uh, what if this is not the will of God? I mean, there's some pretty obvious markers, you know, things like, you know, but, 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 but we don't engage the process. And here's the cool thing. I am completely personally convinced, right, <laughs> that the Lord wants our love, our affection, our worship, and He wants us to bear fruit. One of my favourite memes, and I can't finish the meeting without mentioning a meme. Jesus is in heaven sitting on a rock. And he's in little Jimmy's next to Jesus. He goes, Jesus? He goes, how come it's just you and me here in heaven? And Jesus said, Jimmy, Everyone else's doctrine was slightly off. <laughs> there is no perfect doctrine. But, but who cares about doctrine when you don't engage the Lord? Who cares? I don't think He cares. And then He can correct you on the journey. You know, you start to study some things that happened 2,000 years ago and you've got... Powerful people in the Coptic church, powerful people in the Orthodox church, different orthodoxies. You've got powerful people in the Roman Catholic church. You've got mystics all around the world. You've got desert fathers. You've got Celtic saints. You've got people who raise the dead. These are people that engage the living God through the Word of God and through the Spirit of God and didn't stay on the wrong side of the Jordan speculating the certain conditions. And this is why it's an adventure. So, you know, it's, it, it's awesome. So what I'm gonna do is we're gonna... I'm gonna, we won't put the last scripture up, but I'll, I'll, t I'll tell you the contents of it and, and it's quite well known to you. And this is the paradox, is this. Two guys walking to the, on the road to Emmaus and they, they, were, they were a bit flat. And then Jesus manifests to them. And I've been pondering a lot of things lately. I find, do you find it interesting that Jesus said, that he'll manifest himself to disciples, but not the world. Isn't that interesting? Do you find it interesting that he just, at, at, at one time, 500 believers, but they're all believers. He didn't go to the temple and say, I'm the son of God, now repent. He actually went to his people. Very interesting. But often he would appear and at first they wouldn't recognise him. So he's with these two people and they, they're walking and they're saying, they go, what are you, what are you talking about? And he goes, are you, where have you been? And he goes, if, oh, wouldn't you like to know? Uh, to hell and back. Anyway, so. <laughs> no exaggeration. Uh, oh, Sheol. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> and so, and so they go, we just thought Jesus was the one. And some people went to his tomb and it's empty and but we're not sure and some people claim to see him ah, like this. And he said, you guys are so slow 
You're foolish and you're slow to believe. You're foolish and you're slow to believe. You can't crank up your faith. But what you can do is you can set your inner world to say, I believe. I believe micro steps, micro disciplines that end up in macro results. And what happened is he walked with them and he took them through the scriptures. And then they ended up at their house and said, hey, look, it's getting late. Do you want to come into our place? Sure. He broke bread. They had communion. Their eyes were opened and then he disappeared. Now, he disappeared. Because you imagine if he walked out the room, they'd be following him. Come back! <laughs> you know, it's like, like, you know. And, you know, one of the benefits of resurrection power. And, and so, so what was crazy is from, day, from the second Jesus was next to them, God was next to them. They were complete. They, they had everything next to them. They didn't see it. And they had to walk with Him and He had to explain the Scriptures until they took communion. But it didn't change the fact that the Lord was with them from day one in completeness. In completeness. When we say yes to Jesus and receive Him, we say yes to the love, the goodness, the holiness, the power, the, 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 the provision of the Lord, right? In, in Christ form. And this is where it's so cool. You don't have to engage formulas, you engage Him. He's alive, He's real, He's a person, He's the author and perfecter of our faith. Yes, watch what you confess. It's a little rudder that steers the whole ship. Uh, don't be in unbelief, don't be in doubt. But this is why we need to continually stay in rejoicing. It's so cool. So, so, so you right now are complete. And what happens, the more you meditate on Him and rejoice and thank Him, you start to become more conscious of that dimension where you already are through your conscious world. And then you start to believe. Because if you believe, you don't have, <laughs> this is the cool part. The, once you believe something, you just have to speak it. You just have to speak. You're made in God's image. What, how did He do everything? He spoke. He spoke. This is why in this season, God is saying, okay, I've given you guys so much. So many prophetic data points. So many. And regardless of what happens, you're, you're, you're connected to those heavenly dimensions. Who's excited? Come on. Who's excited? We, I've, I've done the begging thing. doesn't work. I beg God, bold and squalled. Right? Sort of like, hmm. Those poor angels, what we subject them to sometimes. <laughs> you can, you just, we, can just, we can just talk our way around it. The fact is, if we don't believe, we don't see anything happen. And this is why God wants us to be so excited and throw ourselves into His presence, His Word. And this from faith to faith. I'm, I'm literally, I've seen massive things in New Zealand and of late about Australia. I, I'm, I am so excited about the future of this country. I like, I am, I've seen it. I, I, I am so excited. And now I have to lay a hold of it and just, and just rejoice. We, we, we're talking, Jesus is God. And we've got to get delivered of, we've got to get delivered of religion. It's rubbish. You know, we, 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 you know, what's that movie, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Honey, I Shrunk the Lord. You know? And, and, and what happens when you see a massive God, you actually become massive yourself because you're in Him. You're in Him. Can we put the pads on, please? Let's grab our communion. Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit, thank you. 
Oh, behind the bottle. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, remember we've been talking about the very reality, the most abstract person of the Godhead is the Holy Spirit. But Scripture clearly reveals the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus. It says He's put the, he's put the, Spirit, put the Spirit of His Son in our hearts with whom we cry, Abba, Father. So when you got this, when you read the Gospels, that very person lives on the inside of you now. And he wants to hang out with you. He's the one that can quicken this, okay? And then you meditate in the Word. And then next thing you know, it's like the Lord walks in the room. How do I know? I experience it. He tells you stuff, it blows your mind. And it is outside of time. It's the realm of the Spirit. It's the realm of the Spirit. And so we can confidently, the fact, the hardest thing that ever could happen has happened. That is, the Lord, God became a man, died on a cross on behalf of the world, was resurrected, ascended, and is now ruling out of heaven and He's put His Spirit in our hearts. We've already won, friends. We've got to wage war on unbelief, whinging, pity parties, and you'll get what you believe. That should be one of the most empowering statements, if not the most empowering statement anyone could hear uttered. Because this is how I live. It's an adventure. I don't feel any pressure, any performance anxiety. I just get before the Lord. And He does it. If you have, if you have a heart to not get the glory, your life will be easy. You know how people, they really, they really, really want the glory. <laughs> they somehow do. Jesus, be careful. Just do it in secret. I'll reward you openly. God will deliver us from the narcissistic generation. All right, I'm gonna pray and we'll have communion. Lord, we just thank You for opening our eyes. I just thank You we're already in the complete realm. I thank You, Lord, we laid a hold of this building by faith. We thank You, Lord, we laid a hold of Munta by faith. The soul winning crusades by faith. We thank You for what You did in Argentina through Javier and Leonardo by faith. We thank You, Lord, for the, all those people that have been raised from the dead in this church by faith. We thank You for the people who've been healed of cancer by faith. Lord, we rejoice. We thank You for every financial miracle by faith. We thank You for every manifestation of every type of healing. We thank You, Jesus, You're amazing. We love You, we worship You. But Lord, we're especially grateful that You died on the cross for our sins and our sicknesses. And we thank You for quickening this communion to us so our eyes are open and our physical bodies are quickened. Blessed to us in Jesus' Name. Ah. When you start to engage this realm, don't worry with a bit of ploughing initially. 
I've actually got to the point when I praise God, I actually believe it. And it's really fun. But initially, if you're ploughing, it means you're going through stuff. Don't worry about it. Fear, anxiety, unbelief, orphan spirit, pity party, whatever. That's why Paul says, Lord, open their eyes, open their eyes, open their eyes. Holy Ghost. Who feels that by faith they're going to start engaging the realm of praise more? Come on, come on. Because when you first start, it's going out there, but it's going in here. And then all of a sudden, after a while, the heart goes, I think I actually believe what you're saying. That's why lying, sarcasm, exaggeration, falsehood, it'll mess you up. God has a lot to say about liars. It's not a small thing, is there? There is no white lies. That's racist. Um, so <laughs> racist. So, anyway, we're going to have an awesome service this afternoon. This is the last Tuesday night, where there's, last week where there's no Tuesday night service. So you guys have a great afternoon. Don't forget we have healing rooms very, very soon. Um, some of us will be going up to Munta. Have a great day. Enjoy the weather.